The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. I am Professor Snipe, and this is the Potterhood Podcast with Nico Wright and Will Poznan. You're here to enjoy the subtle science and exact art of podcasting. As there's a little foolish wand waving here, many of you will hardly believe this is magic. However, for those select few who possess the predisposition, enjoy the show. <laughs> Alright, which episode is this? This is 20. <laughs> this is 20? No, this ain't 20. We just did 20. We thought it was, I thought it was 20. Okay. Yeah. So this is the this real is episode the real 20. 20. Alright. So, <laughs> alright. Here we go. Episode 20. Ready? <laughs> and we keeping all this in, Maxi. We recording, right? Yeah. And uno, dos. We are the Potterhood Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> My name is Nico White. And I'm Will Posnan. And we are here for the actual episode 20. <laughs> Because apparently William made a mistake last time. Man, as I'm apt to do. Yes, he's apt to do. We're, <laughs> we're recording this episode of the pod actually a lot later than we usually do because our wonderful producer, Max, has got a whole life ahead of him now. He's going to school. He's got a girl. Like, he's really living life. Will's a dad. Dude, I'm touring. All like, of our parents must be so proud collectively. They must be so proud. <laughs> you know what I mean? They raise us hard. We do hard work to have a <laughs> fucking Harry Potter podcast that we're yeah. recording at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> but we could be out selling drugs. Yes, we could. Or doing drugs. Yeah. Yeah. I know I, which one of those I would lean towards. <laughs> I would definitely be making more money selling drugs. You you yeah. might make more money selling drugs. They don't know how much I make. Well, the well hit up the Blue Chew people so that we can sell drugs on this. That's true. <laughs> oh, what's Blue Chew? It's like Viagra. It's, yeah. Oh, okay. Word. Matt, Max knows some of the people there. So. Well, it's time to give us some money. I don't know the people. The club, this club knows some of the people. Oh, okay. And yes, we're it. actually sitting in Stand Up New York Labs recording this. Yeah. So shout out to Stand Up New York Labs for letting us do this debauchery yeah, so thank late. thank you. Now then, William, shoot, let's do our plugs early this time. Okay. All right? So to the people that have listened to us for 20 episodes thus far, we want to thank you. Will, say something nice to them, huh? You guys are the best. You guys are the best fans a Harry Potter podcast could ask for. 100%. And we're, look, we're looking to do some more like stuff and reaching out to some people. So mm-hmm. we might have some cool stuff coming down the pipe. So y'all just keep trugging along with us. We'll keep trugging along with y'all just to, qu- to get the plugs out of the way. I'm Nico White. I'm the, I don't know if my voice is deeper than yours or what, but I'm that one. Okay, you have a distinct voice. They can definitely tell our voices apart. There you go. So yeah. I'm I'm this voice talking. You can find me on Instagram at Nico White ninety three. That's at N E K O W H I T E nine three. If you're in the New York area, I'm headlining New York Comedy Club on October twenty fifth. Tickets for that are available at my Instagram account. And you follow the link, you use my promo code Kang, K-A-N-G, and it'll drop the ticket price from $35 a ticket to $25 a ticket. I want to sell this show out, so please, if you're listening and you like us, come and see this show, huh? Will, what you got for him? Well, you got my Instagram, at uh, Will Poznan, W-I-L-L-P-O-Z-N-A-N, 
And uh, if you want to go see a comedy show, go to Nico's show at New York Comedy Club. That'll... October 25th at 11 p.m. Now let's jump into the potterhood, baby. Who we sorting, Will? So it's October, which is the month of Halloween. Month of Halloween. So I got a, a horror movie icon, even though he's new to the game. Okay. Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. All right. Now, I'm, I, this one was kind of easy for me when we when you first sent it over. I'm going to put Jordan Peele in Slytherin. Want to know why I'm going to put him I in do. Slytherin? Because he's a bit of an evil genius. Not that, not that he's evil per se, right? Yeah. But everything he does is very against the grain. It's very avant-garde. It's almost very rebellious. You yeah. know? And to me, that seems to be along the lines of like, the Slytherin kind of energy. You look at somebody like a Lucius Malfoy who collected artifacts that he had no business collecting. God. And it's not even that his um, motives, like his motives probably were bad, but inherently it was just an interest. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And like when you look at something like, um, oh my God, oh shit, how am I blanking on the name of the Get movie? Get Out. If you look at something like Get Out and The Sunken Place and all that stuff, it's so meta that it shouldn't work. Yeah. But it did. It's like Snape when he got, had the book, the Half-Blood Prince book, and he had abridged the um, instructions and made everything so easy. And the the way to do it, he changed the way to do it, and he did it and did it better. Okay. So for that reason, I'm liking in um, Peel to, to Snape. Snape. That's a pretty high compliment. And for that's the reason why I'm putting him in Slytherin. I, I think he's a good Slytherin. I agree with you about Slytherin. I would also say that... Um, if you look at the other horror movies he's borrowed from and like the themes he used, he clearly has great taste. Yes. You mentioned Lucius Malfoy. I think Slytherins probably have the best taste, pound for pound. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they don't dress like Weasleys, you know what I mean? Like, they do pretty good. <laughs> yeah. If you want to go to a catered dinner, you're hoping it's a Slytherin dinner. You hope, oh, at least like a Slytherin caterer. You, yeah, want, yeah. The Slytherin, you want the catering to have come from a Slytherin, just not Voldemort Slytherin. Yeah. I mean, I bet you Voldemort eats well. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. But I, I bet <laughs> you might not tartar. like to know what he eats. What do you think Voldemort's favorite food is? I, I mean, I just said unicorn tartare. It's got to be up there. Unicorn tartare. I, I think he, he, he seems like the type of sick individual that would drink the tears of his victims. Like, he just seems <laughs> like that type. Like, he would make them float, invade their mind, and just have somebody hold a glass there yeah. and then make the shit into wine and sip it. He's a very creepy individual. I could also see him like he's he is a snake eating just like rodents and shit. Just he eating could just like rodents, but he was a human before all that, though, right? Yeah, but he's so weird now. The thing about he's Voldemort is he's as much of a snake as he is a snob. So if he were to eat rodents, he would definitely do it in the form of like a kebab or something. Yeah, like they have to be high class yeah. rodents, and they like he he only gonna eat like blonde hair rats. You know what I'm saying? Albino, or like muskrats, albino mites. I can't. I just can't see him like whatever the regular street trash rats. So Voldemort too classy for that, dog. No, he's, he's like not eating subway rats. No. <laughs> he's staying in New York, but he's flying in French rats to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, like Voldemort, he, just go down to West Fourth. He's like, no, no, no. He would <laughs> eat the rat. Excuse, excuse me, and be down and be down there with those people, because he seems like the type to say people with a hard P at the beginning yeah. and, and people. No, he has he has a lot of hate in his heart. That's not controversial. Hundred percent. No, no, no. It's not controversial at all. He's a goddamn he's a goddamn bigot, man. All right. Well, let's talk about somebody who 
I found out today his father was a bigot. Yeah, he was. Let's talk about Remus Lupin. All right, y'all. So look, we gonna call we gonna call this these types of segments diving in. Okay. Okay. So we are gonna dive in on Remus Lupin. Now I seen something great on a um, movie flame. Shout out to uh, they do a great job to movie flame. I wish I we gotta find a way to get in contact with that yeah. kid. To have no, him I'm on reaching here. out to all. There's like five Harry Potter channels on YouTube that are, it's just one or two people making them together but they're mm-hmm. so well made it's yeah, really man. impressive you, you sir or ma'am whoever it is you do a fantastic job yeah. i've been up late plenty of nights listening to your channel to figure out what the hell to talk about on ours so <laughs> i really do want to have you on so we can a pay homage or i yeah. can pay homage and b to hear some of your um thoughts all those guys uh they all want to come on the thing is that uh they're all in like you always assume that it's like a Hollywood student and it's like out of somewhere in Florida, like Pembroke, Florida, this right. channel, it's like three people making it together. We got to find a way to like do like a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a high definition call where they'd be able to talk and all that type of stuff. We, we can do that. So, so here's what I learned from um, Movie Flame was that Lupin, and if you guys have never seen it, please look it up. But J.K. Rowling apparently went back and started talking about Lupin's life. And what Movie Flame does, they'll ex- they'll they'll expunge on someone's whole life beginning. I'll put the end. link to this on my Instagram when Perfect. this comes out. Perfect. And so, come to find out, Lupin's father hated werewolves. Yeah, he hated werewolves. And see, Fenner Grayback was on trial yeah. over at the ministry because Lupin's dad worked for the ministry, and. He said that werewolves basically deserve death because Greyback played it like, oh, no, I'm just a human. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a human tramp and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And I don't even know why I'm here. Let me go. And the other wizards were like, oh, okay, cool. Let him go. And they cut Greyback loose. But Greyback overheard Lupin's dad say that werewolves are all like scum. They should be killed. So what Greyback did is that he went in, broke into Lupin's house and bit Remus. And that's how. Remus Lupus became a werewolf. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that, dog? So, that shit kind of blew my mind. So there's a couple of things. First of all, um, I've I'd already heard that J.K. Rowling used werewolves and the disease of becoming a werewolf as like a parallel and a placeholder for AIDS, and yes. she used uh, people that were werewolves as a placeholder sp- specifically for gay people with AIDS in the '80s and. The way that they were dealt with, mm-hmm. and it's not a perfect equivocation. Yeah, but it is. There's a lot of layers to it that are smart. In in the in the merits of how people would react. Yes. So brazenly out of fear, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fear and very loose fact. So when you take something like an AIDS, and I'm of course we here to talk magic. We don't <laughs> delve into such serious things. But when you take when you take something like that, and you think about the fear mongering. And the way people felt about those people, not really understanding that the disease is the problem, not the way that they live their life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're not necessarily responsible for their affliction. And the disease does not affect their moral compass. Right. So it's it's crazy. It's such a dichotomy that she created where Lupin's dad felt one day that all werewolves should be murdered and blah, blah, blah. Yes. Now, Greyback made you have to raise a werewolf because they love their son. And yes. it made me feel so bad for Lupin because, like, I do honestly think Lupin of the Marauders was one of the more talented ones. He's the best one. You know? Yeah, we'll get to that. He, okay. Yeah. So now, his father, imagine being that as a dad. Like, your kid becoming the thing you supposedly hate the but most. But here's the great thing about it, and they, they clarify this in the video. Um, Lupin's father 
hates werewolves because he's never really met one. Right. The same way, yeah, you can, it's easier to hate the idea, it's easier to hate people with AIDS if you've never met a person with AIDS. Right, or if someone, it's yeah. always different when it's you, and I try to tell people mm-hmm. this all the time. And again, like, this is more real world shit, but you look at somebody like a Takashi 69 and everybody's like, you know, stop snitching, stop snitching, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, when their brother gets shot, oh, if you have any information, <laughs> please call 911 and let them know who did it. I love that you're lampooning the hypocrite in this scenario who has just lost his brother. <laughs> well, well, right. Yeah. But you're still a hypocrite because sure. it's, di- it's different when it's you. Just like uh, Lupin's dad is like, oh, fuck werewolves. All right. Well, the yeah. thing you love love the most is now a werewolf. But don't you feel like Fenrir kind of did Lupin's dad a favor? Because he- no, 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 no. Because um, he opens his eyes, though. It opens his eyes. But the way it opens his eyes is also to torture this kid. Yes. You took it out on somebody that was innocent. You yes. know? And But if there's one thing we know about J.K. Rowling's world is if you are tortured as a kid, your life is gonna go great <laughs> afterwards. Well, it's like Neville, Harry, Lupin. No, no, I don't Luna. think Lupin had that moment though. I don't yeah. think Lupin ever had that moment. I actually think Lupin's one of the more tragic characters of the Harry Potter series. His wife's he, like twenty years younger than him, and they get a year together. Right, right. It's I been mean, a great year. He, I mean, he got the fuck. But then after that, <laughs> did you? Okay, so oh, <laughs> yeah, right. that's true. That was such a dumb point of view. Of, it, hey, he got to fuck Tonks for a year. That's he got to cool. fuck Tonks for a year, but probably was a virgin before then. <laughs> you know what I mean? At forty, and a, the nicest guy of yeah. all of the Marauders. But tonks for a year—that's like three hundred hairstyles. Nah, dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't go with you on that. I, I'm a man. That's I, like Nicki Minaj. It's like a new hair every day. <laughs> nah, uh, I I lost mine at fourteen. So oh, nice, to lose, yeah, man. I don't know if it was nice. It was very quick, literally. Pump, <laughs> but to to be Lupin's age, how old was Lupin when he died? Like damn near forty. Yeah, I think he was closer to fifty. Closer to fifty. Oh, yeah. let, let us know, Maxi. But to be fifty and likely just losing your virginity. I don't think he. Was. He was hanging out with James. He was getting James's runoff. And nah, now? I don't think so. I don't think so. You don't think so? Not at all. I th- I think he. I think he really just enjoyed being around his friends, and that's why I think it's so tragic because. You look at Lupin's life, good kid, talented, like very, very yeah. talented, right? And now his his dad didn't even think he could go to school. Yeah. He wasn't gonna send him to Hogwarts. Dumbledore had to show up and his dad was awesome, like, no, ain't nobody getting in here. Cause he was so <laughs> he was so like even though he loved the son, his isms towards the affliction was still so prevalent because he probably was thinking, Well, if I felt like this then what are people gonna feel towards my son now? Yes. You know what I mean? So just playing with that whole thing. How old was Lupin, man? He was 38 when he died. 38, that's it? That motherfucker was a weathered 38. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, that was rough. In in the movies, he's being played by like a 55-year-old. Yeah, that means means Sirius Black's also probably like 38. 37, 36. 37 when he dies, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. shit. Well, looks like that werewolf crack, huh? Well, that was another interesting thing was that they said that since Lupin was kept by himself and away from people when he transformed and werewolves who are kept by themselves, they end up scratching at themselves. Right, right. And you go, oh, my God, like it's any any werewolf that has no victims as a brave person. Yeah. I mean, dog, he was so isolated and stayed isolated his whole life. And then when he gets to Hogwarts and he makes friends. 
He's so happy to have his friends. But here's another thing. Lupin's also like the instrument of destruction because he brought Peter Pettigrew into the fold. Mm-hmm. It was him that was a friend with Peter, and that brought James but in. Peter would have worked his way in. I mean, you look at Peter's MO. Yeah. He would have found a way. Yeah, you're right. He he would have he would have wormed his way in, no pun intended. <laughs> so I'll I'll take that off of Lupin. But ima- just imagine that life. Like you yeah. you grow and then you have your core group of friends, and then you're the last one of them to die. Yeah. And also, you have that period in your life where all of them are gone from your life. All of them. James is dead. Sears in jail. You think Peter Pettigrew's dead. He's really Ron's pet. Mm-hmm. But did, I read something where they said Sirius thought that Lupin yes. was like one of the people that uh, w- couldn't be trusted. Yes. So just imagine having to think about all that and the strength of character it takes or like the um, the willingness to forgive that it takes to be able to just pick up with Sirius right where you left off. Yeah. Because I know, nigga, if you thought that I couldn't be trusted. Well, remember, he sees the map, and he sees Pettigrew's name on the map. So that's when he knew that Sirius could be trusted. No, that's when he knew Sirius could be trusted. I'm saying Sirius Black. Oh, yeah. Back when it was time to get the secret up to somebody. Yeah. Sirius was like. Oh, didn't want to go with Lupin. He didn't want to go with Lupin because he didn't want to trust Lupin. You know what I'm saying? He thought Lupin could be corrupted. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying if I was Lupin, oh, my nigga, we're going to have to talk about that. Dude, Sirius should have never trusted his instincts once in the history of the book. Ever, ever. (laughs) Every time he trusted his instincts, somebody either died or he died. Dude, I bet you when he was escaping from Azkaban as a dog, he ran into a screen porch. (laughs) (laughs) Like... He just needs to slow down a bit and let somebody else make the decisions. Just let somebody else think a little bit for you, man. And then then you look at how, like, the thing with Harry, because Harry called him a coward because he was so afraid mm-hmm. of getting close to Tonks and he didn't want her to be judged for everything that was going on with him. And it's like just that tortured, that never-ending tortured soul. Yes. You know? And then when he died, because he got killed by Anton Dolohov, and apparently... If you believe, um, you know, what J.K. Uh, said, he didn't die because he was inferior. He died because he had been out of shape. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, so Dalahov in those last couple months had been killing motherfuckers left and right. Yeah. Lupin had been on the run. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So most of his, like, spells were, like, you know, protection, charms. He was doing that, that show stuff. with Lee Jordan, the radio show. <laughs> yeah, Lupin's yeah. Lupin's the best podcaster in the Harry Potter universe. A hundred percent. Him is uh, <laughs> Sephanelius of Lovegood. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> but to, th- to think about the fact that the reason that he probably died isn't because he wasn't skilled, because he already showed that he was up mm-hmm. there, but was because he had been out of action for a little while and somebody that had, been, had seen more fire took yeah. him down. And that's one of my biggest regrets with the uh, movies and with the book is that we just come upon Lupin's body. We never get to see the battle. Yeah. I think that's a real disservice to such a great character because he is easily the most effective. We never really see him battle. No, we don't. But he's one of the most effective. And as far as defense against the dark arts teachers, mm-hmm. very, very effective. Like high class mm-hmm. effective. Oh, he's, he's great right teacher. up there with Barty Crouch um, yeah. Jr. And yeah, for sure. It's funny that J.K. said she started to cry after she wrote out everything else in his life. And was kind of, you know, um, remorseful that she killed this character. Because I'd never thought he should have died. 
Yes. I never thought Luka should die. That's why I think he's the most tragic case. Because he lost everything. Nigga, his son is an orphan. His son is maybe the character I'd most like to see in a sequel environment. Yes. A hundred percent. If we're going to make a sequel of Harry Potter, fuck yeah. Magical Beast, because that shit is yeah. trash. Fuck um, Scorpio and... Scorpion and uh, what's and Harry's Albus? son's name? Wait, is it Albus? It's some Scorpius, Albus, some shit. I think Scorpius is, is Malfoy's kid. Scorpius is Malfoy's kid. Uh, Harry has two kids. One is James something, and the other is Albus Severus. Yeah. I imagine it's Albus. Well, fuck them both. Yeah. I would much rather see how Lupin's, raised, how Lupin's son is raised. And like when he does learn about his father, because that was Lupin's line. When he learned what his parents died for, he'll understand. I would love to see a sequel where he doesn't. You know what I mean? He doesn't he, understand. He doesn't understand. That would be great. That is that would be really interesting. Because it's 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 kind it's kind of selfish, man. Yeah. It's kind of selfish. Now, mind you, he had a great reason that that he that he went and he battled for yeah. and what he was fighting against. But god damn it, sometimes you gotta preserve something for the kids. Mm-hmm. Like if just he would have died, that's one thing. But Tonks dying and him. I don't. I think Lupin did enough good, more than enough good. It lived enough tragedy that he should have at least got to see his son. Grow. Well, one one good thing for Lupin is uh, his son is mentioned uh, very frequently in Quidditch through the ages mm-hmm. because one of the side stories to Quidditch through the ages mm-hmm. is that uh, Harry and Ginny are going to the Quidditch World Cup with uh, Lupin's kid and uh, and Bill and Floor's kid, mm-hmm. and those two are dating. So Floor's daughter. And Lupin's son are dating, and like the whole book, Ginny, Ginny's like this Quidditch expert because that's her job. She writes for the Daily Prophet as Quidditch expert, and uh, she's always like taking asides from the book to tell them to stop making out. They're snogging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole book, hilarious. Like at the matches. Jenny's like, people are staring at Harry, and you guys are making out right next to him. Well, I'm glad that he gets to live. I'm glad <laughs> that uh, young Lupin gets to live a life that his dad couldn't. And I'm he's gl- out there. I'm glad he's out there, but it would be dope if he really didn't understand what his parents died for, or and had to work through it. It had to work through it, like because he's not bad. Yeah, you know, chaotic neutral to where it's like he needs to learn. He knows why they died, and it's like yes, yes, it's noble, but motherfucker, you left me. Mm-hmm. The Neville Longbottom no- story, basically. Yes. But at least Neville's parents are present. Yeah, he can't visit Lupin, and Neville copes with his uh, feelings of inadequacy by feeling inadequate, whereas Lupin, Lupin's kid. Seems reckless, which is fun to watch somebody well, be reckless. It, it, it makes perfect sense. His dad had to be so careful. Mm-hmm. You think about how careful Lupin always had to be. One misstep and everybody could have died. Yeah. That being said, forgot his Wolfsbane potion at all the worst times. All the goddamn <laughs> worst times. I mean, especially at, uh, I mean, dog, you, y'all don't got calendars in the Wizarding World, but I, we got them in the Muggle World. You mean to tell me you ain't no. You know, today is a high chance of a full moon. And Snape <laughs> is right there. Oh, and Snape is a bitch <laughs> because Snape went and told everybody that Lupin was a fucking werewolf. Yeah. You fucking pussy. That's why you got killed by a snake, you bitch. <laughs> okay. So anti-snitching cursing, when it comes to Snape. I'm cursing a lot on this episode. I apologize. No, it's but. your passion. Well, we can agree that Lupin's the best marauder. Easily the best marauder because everybody else is trash. Oh, I wouldn't say. I would say Lupin's the best. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you like Sirius. I love Sirius, but Lupin's clearly better. Yeah, he's better because, again, he was just a better human being. Sirius Black was an elitist. Unfortunately, he was damn near just as elitist as as the opposite side. 
Yeah. He just wasn't like wanting to kill muggles. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't the classist, but he was definitely an elitist. He was an elitist, but he also did grow up in a hate monger, in like a pure blood family and then I don't give a fuck you're why not, you evil you're still evil he's not evil he's oh, just shit. a snob and, and a bit of a, a jock he, and uh, he could have played that same character on somebody else's side if he wasn't on the main protagonist's oh, side we would not be as like for him as we are and I say that somebody that likes Sirius Black so, I was very sad when he died so you believe you, and a lot of people feel this way that Sirius was only uh, progressive when it came to muggles and all that stuff because he was friends with James, I, I I don't I don't think that his progressiveness towards Muggles was because of James. I think he was essentially a good person. Yeah. I don't think he believed in like hurting people simply because they were different. But you can say things, but the way you act is different than what you say. Yeah, you feel me? Because you think about it, James Potter is elite. Yeah, yeah. You know sure. what I mean? And he only hung out with an elite class. He's not that different from Malfoy. You know, Draco Malfoy. Mm-hmm, sure. He's not that different from Malfoy. You run with your group. And this is the thing, this is the dichotomy with kids, is that we're all complicated. We all have our contradictions. Sirius Black was full of contradictions. Because, sure, at least, at least, it's like, which, which I'm black, so it's like, which racism do you prefer? Do you prefer the motherfuckers going to tell you, yo, I don't want you here, or do you want the person that's going to lace some shit into your soup? I prefer the person that's like, you're not allowed here. Yeah. And that's what Bellatrix and the other blacks were like, right? Meanwhile, on a social status level, Sirius was one of those people who was like, I'm going to put something in Snape's soup. Why? Because he's different. Oh, I hear what you're saying. So he didn't, his like hate mongering wasn't rooted in like racism, but it was no, rooted no. in still like that hatred was there. Like yeah, he was you trying didn't to like fuck Snape because he was weird. Yeah, you yeah. bullied this kid, which doesn't make you so much better than your counterparts that you supposedly hate. Yeah. Because at a juvenile level, that's how it starts at a juvenile level. It's just bullying. Then you shooting Avada Kedavra's at motherfucker. That was a rough year for Gryffindor, that that class, because Lily probably should have been a Ravenclaw. James and Sirius probably should have been uh, Slytherins. I think so, too. Pettigrew definitely Slytherin. Pettigrew, that, that the, the, the Griffin, Lupin should have been. He was the the prefect from Gryffindor, and that nigga, makes sense. Yo, yo, that sorting hat must have been high <laughs> as shit that year. It, it, that sorting hat ain't know whose head it was on. Uh, I, I, uh, uh, Gryffindor. Oh, 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 I will say for a little bit in uh, serious defense, if it's like, oh, yeah, you uh, thank you. Here I will. You I will say that. Speak term- up if you're going to defend somebody. <laughs> Put some bass in your voice. I don't want to be too loud or at all. It'll sound weird. I'm this close to the mic. But because, yeah, he's all about like the class. It's like kind of how he was raised in. But he was also hanging out with a werewolf and a dude who was a rat. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know if Peter Pettigrew was that Again, high class or if Lupin was. Okay. So now to say that, right, the, when you look at how he treated Snape. And you look at how they bullied the other people and how they were towards the rules. James Potter is of a high status, right? Mm-hmm. And to match that status, he did things that were less than, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Wholesome, because he wanted to fit in with that person. The fact that they bullied Snape to the point where Snape wanted to fucking kill them. Not mm-hmm. fight, kill. That means you were going at this kid for no other reason besides he was different than you and he was weird. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm not defending that. I'm just saying that the other two people. Well, I give them points, but the other two people. The way I treat Hitler was nice to his friends. You know what I mean? Now, of course, friends have always said that about him. Serious Black is not anywhere close to that. You know what I mean? But I'm saying, 
you don't get to be the way that you are to the people who aren't directly um, mm-hmm. close to you. It's how I judge you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like we all we all do comedy in New York City. If you're a comedian and you're nice to me, right? That doesn't necessarily mean that you're a nice person. Mm-hmm. To be rude to me in the city now would be frowned upon, right? Yeah. But if you're rude to somebody who you perceive to be at a lower level than you yeah. or that you believe that you're better than, if you're mean to that person just for the sake of being mean and they haven't really done anything to earn your wrath, then that's how I judge you. Not by how you treat me, because yeah. I ain't gonna allow you to treat me a certain way. Yeah, that makes but sense. But when you judge people, when not when you judge, when you're um, when antagonistic you to people who you perceive in a lower level of status than you, that's how I judge you, because that's who you are. And he never, Serious Black never stopped that. And it makes sense that Snape would hold the grudge he held. It makes me sad that Snape and Lupin never became friends. They would have. Um, I We were talking earlier, um, just about how much growth Snape shows from book three to book five. Like book three, he's ready to kill Snape at, or ready to kill Lupin and Sirius. And then in book five, Harry's like does the thing with Umbridge of like they've got Padfoot, and Snape immediately goes, yeah, and tells, wow, yeah, fucking wow, yeah. Snape has yeah. real growth in that yeah. in those two books. But uh, yeah, I also uh, speaking to what you said, Max, I don't give that group any points for having Pettigrew as a part of that group because the way in which they incorporate him was so fucking just gross. Oh, it's I, like, it's one thing, it's one thing to have this guy in your group of friends and be like, yeah, he's not traditionally cool, but we like him. But that's not what they did. They went, hey, we got this yes man, Peter, who's gonna just say we're, who just remind us how cool we are all the time, like a fanboy waddling around after us. Yeah, yeah, I had no. I think I think it's less that. I think it's the it's the, more the Lupin part, more the uh, no, that, they, they that go out I of their way them, to become so animals to hang out with the guy. I do who's give like, James and uh, serious credit for being friends with Lupin. I I don't because yeah. again, that's like me giving you credit for sitting here and being friends with me. You know what I mean? We're <laughs> friends already. If you found if you found out that I what what's something that a motherfucker could have that's not uh. If you found out I had AIDS in 1980 and still wanted to be my friend, I would give you credit for that. Though. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair. Fair. Enough. I mean, if you were friends with Magic Johnson for 10 years and then he gets AIDS and you stay his friend, yeah, you should. But if you're friends with a guy, but this is what I'm. Yeah. This is what I'm saying is that they were friends beforehand, right? Well, do we know? Do we know? But they yeah, but do know. we know for how long? That's a great point. He didn't tell them that they were werewolf. He was a werewolf initially. Mm-hmm. But they well, they okay. found out. Yeah. They found out and it didn't change. But you knew the person already. How would you want to find out? Nico, if I'm a werewolf, how do you want me to tell you? Uh, preferably before a full moon. <laughs> <laughs> before a full moon, don't just go changing on me. Well, I'm going to drink my wolves. You know who had zero sympathy for Lupin was Tonks because she had to know when she was ovulating. Hilarious. <laughs> and she she's like, you couldn't even ah. you didn't know when the moon would be full. <laughs> right. This motherfucker coming back with scratches. She's like, Jesus, Raymond. Jesus. I know when I'm bleed. You don't know when the fucking moon is gonna be a, look at your calendar yeah we're trying to get pregnant you don't oh, i have to funny. keep track of all this shit and you can't even keep track of the one thing you're in charge of oh that's funny <laughs> uh you know oh this something else is incre- impeccably sad is how poor lupin was versus how talented he mm-hmm. is yeah you go why couldn't he go into what his dad did that was the one thing i thought was a little corny that his dad was a boggart expert mm-hmm. it's like Oh, really? His dad is an expert. So is he unqualified to teach the other stuff? How's he going to teach us about Grindy Hooks if all he 
knows is about boggers. Yeah. And why does nobody in the wisdom world have money? Do we need a boggart expert too? What's the point of a okay boggarts? They turn into what you're scared of. You say ridiculous, it's over. Do we and, need an and, why, and why why were boggarts never in like the final war or something like that? Yeah. Like, Voldemort <laughs> sends a bunch of boggarts and McGonagall turns them into like not she could probably turn them shits into knives and send them right back at Voldemort. But I'm saying why not have like the students use that against some of the Death Eaters? The shit yeah. they're scared, just open the thing, let it run at them, and then from behind it shoot whatever. That's so obvious too that to train kids with boggarts and only loop in things to do it it's like, right to overcome your fears yeah, yeah especially should, in a time of war is about to come yeah that should be the crux of defense against the dark arts i mean well also lupin was like one of the few <laughs> well actually the first competent person double door hired up until that point yeah. considering the only other competent person before it was a goddamn death eater <laughs> well, i think yeah. what's also weird about lupin being poor is like why? But why does that mean he needs to be on the train with the students? Like, how do how do any of the other teachers get there? I don't get. That's a great point. Too poor to apparate. Imagine being too poor to apparate. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You can't fucking. Or too like poor to fly. Can't he? Can't he like do turn that like that white light and fly around? That's I, not. That doesn't dog. cost anything. Yo, y'all, y'all are killing me. I'm really trying not to laugh into the microphone. They said, "How are you too poor to apparate?" And in my mind, I like I'm literally having a logical breakdown of that in my mind of somebody like, "Yo, it's 25 cents to apparate, dog. You got it." And Lubin just be like, "Ah, I'll take the train. I'll take the train, dog." It's also like I'm so poor. And it's like, yeah, but dude, you can't you can't ride with the kids. What are you doing? It's like I'm right. poor, man. It's Dude, like, he's asking no, first not... years if they're gonna finish their every flavored beans. <laughs> Can they eat that? <laughs> oh, but here's probably why you can't apparate into Hogwarts. Yeah, that's you true. You can't apparate in and out of Hogwarts. Is but that still, even like? Is that is that all the time or just during the school year? I think that's no, that's all the, all the time. But it's still like too poor for a port key. What's a port key cost? Right. How do the rest of them some... get in there? I, I think know. yeah. How do the rest of them? Uh, yeah. How do the rest of them? That's what I'm saying. Hogsmeade and then walk or yeah. So do that. Do that, yeah, because yeah. shit, you know what Hogsmeade is. He, he you had wanna. you had a whole shack <laughs> where yeah, you would go, go to the apparate yeah. to the shack, apparate to the place where you were. Dude, all how did school. nobody make that connection of like it was shrieking for Lupin's entire time here, and then it just and stopped then just stopped for forever. So here, here's my question, and then it popped back up again <laughs> yeah. when he's teaching. So here's my question: Why did he not have a place to live when Hogsmeade was there the whole time? Yeah, yeah. where was he living? And also, why was there never another werewolf after Lupin at the school? How did the shack just stop? So the Dumbledore, oh, progressive Dumbledore, not letting other werewolves in. Hey, man, you leave Dumbledore alone. Dumbledore <laughs> was too busy getting his robes in <laughs> Yeah, how come Dumbledore didn't make a point to have, were there no other werewolves? Fenrir had no victims after Lupin? No, there should have been other werewolves at that school. I think that was Fenrir's thing. That was Greyback's thing, was going and biting kids and making them werewolves. Look. All I'm saying is if I – I know how much McGonagall cared about that Gryffindor-Quidditch team, mm -hmm. and I feel like if you're a werewolf, you're either going Gryffindor or Slytherin. I have a hard time imagining – because if you have to toil with being a werewolf, you're either going to go, okay, I'm going to be a predator about it, Slytherin, yeah. or I'm going to shoulder this responsibility, Gryffindor. Right. So – that I mean, you got to have a bunch of werewolf students, and then those Quidditch teams are going to be sick. You just get werewolf beaters. Hilarious. Here, here's something that I was thinking about. Right? Who's because uh, after he passed, Lupin got um the like certificate of Merlin, third mm -hmm. class or something like that. And I was wondering, would it have been advantageous for him to come out earlier? You know what I mean? And be like an advocate for the thing. That's that's interesting. You know, 
and maybe find some sympathy and show people like you know we're not all grayback. Yeah, grayback basically out here just giving like the sick dick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just to do it for no other reason, but basically, but, and also explaining what him and his family went through and how they went through it. What I'm basically asking you is, do you think Lupin's life was wasted? Yes or no? Uh, I will say no because they got the kid, and that kid's. I think that kid's gonna have a terrific legacy. Okay. I think he's gonna be the next star orphan of the wizarding world. Okay. So the new Harry Potter. I would. Yeah. I would agree with that. I. I would say though. I think even if he still dies, I don't. I think it would have been cool if he was the one that got to kill uh, Greyback during that battle. Yeah, that's uh, see, that's why I like Maxi. Yeah, you know what I mean. That because I, I was feeling that too. Like the fact that he did. Did someone kill, kill him? Who did kill him? I don't know. I know Hagrid. Oh, Hagrid just threw him against a train. Hagrid yeah. spine buster that motherfucker, which is awesome. great. That Triple H shit. Do you that, think Greyback was just like in a wheelchair for the rest of his life? Just nothing like, oh. would make me happy. <laughs> just like werewolf. unable to bite other people <laughs> and like having to gnaw on himself. That should be the fate that he's reduced to. Because Greyback was ba- Greyback was basically a goddamn pedophile yeah, running, yeah, running around sure. the Harry Potter verse. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm going to say this, and I want y'all to hear me out before you stone me, because this is kind of heavy. Okay. I think his life was wasted, but I think it was wasted in certain avenues. I think he could have did a hell of a lot more to humanize people that were werewolves. Mm -hmm. And it's sad to me that it had to happen in his death instead of in his life, because he was too afraid to be vocal. I think that um, he might have felt that his life was, um, before he died anyway, just, I just can't imagine having to live so alone. And he basically stayed isolated the whole time from beginning to end because he didn't have anybody to experience being a werewolf with. The only people that he found to experience being a werewolf with either betrayed him, didn't trust him at a point, or they were killed. Mm-hmm. So he literally had his heart ripped out more times than anybody in the Harry Potter universe, mm-hmm. than everybody, because he yeah. was perfectly normal. Yeah. Whatever normal is, he was that. And then you try so hard for so many people, you work so hard, and then everything that you care for, that you created, you can't be a part of. Mm-hmm. Like his son's life, fucking, he was a part of the war, but never really got to live in the prosperity that he fought for. And for those reasons, it's like, damn, man, you, you, uh, there should be statues of Lupin, but to me, I feel like, all the other names that were bigger than his stayed bigger than his, and they shouldn't have. Yeah, no, he's uh, he he's d- a footnote, and I feel like he should be a headline. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what I think. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets like the uh, in memoriam icon status in the werewolf community. Like, I'm trying to think of a a fair comp, almost like I mean I I don't know if this parallel is perfect. But almost like the Tuskegee Airmen in World War II, mm-hmm. where it's like at the time people were in the American media was trying to suppress how big a deal they were. Yeah. And then 50 years later, it's like if you meet somebody and they were a part of that unit, you're like, oh, my God, can I buy you dinner? You know, right. um, see, I th- I think of it more like um, I don't know if he was sick. Oh, man, I don't even know if this is the right comparison. So I apologize in advance. But somebody like a David Bowie. You yeah. know what I mean? Was David Bowie? Did he have AIDS at all? No, he didn't. Okay. But he, but David Bowie did do stuff to further like acceptance of the gay community because he was bisexual and like that there stuff. We go. So okay, cool. So that's what it is. I think I'm thinking of uh, Freddie Mercury or yeah. somebody. Yes, Freddie Mercury. Okay, exactly. 
So like people like that that have that type of icon status, I feel like Lupin has status, right? Because I don't mm-hmm. feel that he should just be in the werewolf community. Fuck that. He mm-hmm. did so much for the natural is the wrong word. He should have a portrait the, of Hogwarts. He should have a portrait of Hogwarts. Absolutely. Yes. Because he did so much for just the everyday wizarding world. Because being a werewolf was only something that he probably was for like a day or two. Until the, the moon yeah. only come up like a month throughout the year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he only spent like a month a year as a werewolf. But that shouldn't have been the focal point of his life. It should be that he did so much with so little. Yes. With so little. The man literally had nothing. This motherfucker <laughs> was a vagabond and still did so much dope shit. And the fact that more people will talk about how Lillian James Potter, James Potter, his especially useless ass. What did he do in his whole career? Thank you. <laughs> Who did he take down? Who of five criminals that he took down? I want their yeah. names. Somebody tell J.K. Rowling to send me their names. That's the backstory I want. He oh. put Snape in his fucking place. This huh? <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker got killed in his house with some carrots in his hands. Go get the fuck out of here. He had an invisibility cloak. A whole invisibility and cloak. And he was a detective, and he didn't arrest anybody. <laughs> that He was as much a good detective. You know what? I'm going to talk about that at the end. But yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's our deep dive on- On the best marauder. On the best marauder, Remus Lupin. Well, let's let's go to so Duel or Die. Let's go to Duel or Die. Because I think we have the best one we've ever had. Oh, shit hit me. Snape or Kingsley. Ooh. Ooh. It's so hard. I've been Ooh, thinking about it all day. Snape or Kingsley. Okay. I'm going to go with... <laughs> this is going to hurt you to say it either way. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's outright just for the level of trust that was put on him. I think Kingsley's a bad motherfucker. Kingsley oh, proved sure. that. And I think he's right up there with Snape. We're talking about a duel. I know. I think Snape takes it. Because yeah. Snape has more like, from what I've seen, shit that will hurt you and incapacitate you quick. Yes. I don't know if Kingsley can use Sectum Semper or if he knows to use Sectum Semper. I think that Kingsley is a probably a better traditional dueler. It's like traditional dueling, Kingsley would take it, but Snape has to do some of the most difficult dueling things. Like an underrated thing Snape does when he's dueling against McGonagall, Flitwick, and uh, Professor Sprout, and Sprout, he's trying to not hurt them. Yeah, they're trying to kill him. Yeah, he's just trying to you he's know trying to evade. Yeah, and it's uh, it's harder to evade than it is to kill. Just mm-hmm. like it's harder, like it's harder for police to take people in alive. I'm sorry, it's harder for the police to take yes. in um, black people alive. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, suck my dick. I'm like that. And uh, so. In, in regards to that, I think that the most impressive thing Kingsley ever does is mm. him and McGonagall go two-on-one against Voldemort. Voldemort, right? yeah. So it's pretty impressive. I don't know if it was two-on-one. I think it was three-on-one. Was it three-on-one? Who's the third? It was Slughorn. Oh, Slughorn. Yeah, it, was, it was those three. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, thought, I don't know why I wanted it to be Flitwick. Slughorn is a pretty great character. He is. He is. He's. You know what? Let's do a deep dive on um Slughorn yeah. next week. Yeah. Slughorn. Movie and, Flame um, has a great video for him too. Do they really? Yeah. Oh, okay, I watched that. Heck yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm I'm leaning towards I'm leaning towards Snape because that evade thing is so impressive against those three. Mm-hmm. Um, Kingsley. I think most people will go into it thinking Kingsley would win. 
No, I I disagree. Snape is so popular that I think that um, Kingsley faces a deficit no matter what. Yeah? Yeah, man. You got to remember, Snape, and especially after Alan Rickman's um, unfortunate passing, you ain't just going, they're going to have hard conversation with you about who oh, win something like that. I mean, I think Snape's the best character, but if you're saying who's going to win in a duel, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to give some points to Kingsley just because he does it every day. Mm-hmm. Snape's not dueling every day. Um, fair, fair, but he's also like living the illest triple life. Snape's a better wizard. I don't even think that that's really up for debate because dueling is close and then Snape's going to obviously kill him with potions, occlumency, like all these other aspects of being a wizard. What aspect is Kingsley clearly better than Snape? I mean, exactly. And also, who else is qualified to teach two different subjects at Hogwarts? Yeah, two-sport yeah. athlete. Well, I mean, I feel like McGonagall. I feel like actually most of the you teachers think? could do double duty and then Trelawney, I don't know what, what she can even but do. But I think also him being his uh, Half-Blood Prince book, who makes like a textbook, that making is your crazy. own textbook as a student, that's like some prodigy shit. Yeah, he, he's a goddamn prodigy. There's no doubt about that. Now we're pushing the forty-five minute mark. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're we're right there. Okay, we're right there. Should we sort? Uh, Let's sort our last person. Okay. Well, uh, another October icon. Okay. Uh, I don't know if as a kid you ever saw Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin, but uh, nope. That was a that was a staple mm-hmm. in my household. So we're we're sorting Snoopy, the dog Snoopy. Oh, Snoopy the dog. Yeah. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. I'm just a loyal Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Loyal Hufflepuff. Don't talk a lot. Very important, but don't say many words. Okay. And I'm only saying this as briefly as I am because I don't know shit about <laughs> Charlie Brown. Okay. Besides that punk ass Christmas special, which I wasn't really a fan. <laughs> it's funny we all have our we all have our thing because you're a uh, yeah. Did we sort X Men yet? We we sorted Magneto and uh, I know that's I that's so. what that's your wheelhouse more so yeah, than Charlie yeah, Brown. When we were supposed to do that, did we not get around to it? I mean, I don't remember. I don't doing know that. if we did, but we also thought that this was episode twenty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Two weeks ago. Okay. So who knows if we can trust our memory? Too much pumpkin juice is being hit around here. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll say that I'm gonna put uh, Snoopy as a Slytherin because what? Because he always he's he's good. Oh, at no, wait, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Max, where you got me at, dog? I'm putting him in Gryffindor because he fought Gr- Nazis. He did fight Nazis. I think I that's all Gryffindor. How you gonna put fucking? He's the dog version of Captain America, and you want to put him in Slytherin with Nazis? So he, I'm not saying that these guys are no. Bad don't people. double back. Don't double back now. I'm not Stand doubling back it. at all. Snoopy <laughs> and Charlie Brown have the same relationship mm-hmm. as Bellatrix and Voldemort. Mm-hmm. It's like a clear: this person's in charge, and I'm loyal to this person. But part of it is this person. Has my best interest. This we have mutual interest. Well, why can't it be the same relationship as Harry and Dumbledore? So that's part of it. But then on the other side of it, Snoopy and the birds have the same relationship as Draco and Krabby and Goyle. Why can't it be the same relationship <laughs> as Harry has with Ron and Hermione? Well, you know, when you mentioned that whole fighting Nazi thing, <laughs> this is. This is uh this is falling to pieces around me. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know shit about Snoopy like that. Thank you, Max. I'm glad you came. Well let's let's soar one more guy because we talked about Lupin and Werewolves and just mentioned X Men. Let's sort Wolverine. Wolverine, okay. So I will be the put, last. I will put Wolverine in Ravenclaw because yeah. oh yeah. 
because I, I can't put Wolverine in Gryffindor because Wolverine isn't necessarily like 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 evangelical about the way he does his shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wolverine's very much I will kill you. Like I will. And I actually look forward to killing you. And he's very loyal. He's extremely loyal. He's very yeah. smart. Uh and for those, he's very skilled diversely. You know what I mean? He's a great assassin. He's a really loyal friend. Fucking he's harmless while also being like top level killing machine. So I liken him to somebody like a um you look at how Cedric Diggory turned out when he got fucked over, right? Mm-hmm. And Wolverine would definitely kill somebody for less than fucking him over. So for those reasons, I'm putting Wolverine, no contest, in Ravenclaw. Okay. And I know Wolverine inside and out, so if anybody wants to bet me <laughs> on this, please feel free to come yell at me at NicoWhite93 on Instagram, at N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E-9-3. Holler at me. Let me know what you think where Wolverine should be. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll leave it there. I was gonna lean towards Gryffindor just to empower anybody who wants to argue with you. You know, yeah. if you're if you're an X Men aficionado and a Harry Potter aficionado, bother uh, bother Nico on Instagram. Come yell at me about where you think Wolverine belongs, but I promise you, you don't want no smoke over here, dog. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't get smoked out. You don't want no parts of this. And if you want to argue with me about Snoopy, that'll just be adorable. I'm fine with that. Yes, indeed. But tell them where they can find you. Yeah, Will Posnan on Instagram. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the most glorious <laughs> of 20th episodes. If it's the 20th episode, if it's the 21st episode, then y'all yell at Will for being wrong. Please yell at me. In the meantime, y'all, we are the Potterhood Podcast. My name's Nico White. I'm Will Posnan. Mr. Managed.